podcast. Can you do can, is podcast? Is that is that Boston enough? Podcast. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to probably the only show of the year where we don't really talk a lot of superheroes uh, or movies or really TV, but just commercials, really, and trailers, <laughs> if we can. Yeah. It's the it's the media blitz at the beginning of the year known as uh, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. And this is our Super Bowl post game show, if you will. You got me saying like ball in the back of my throat. I can't I can't say my bees properly. I don't want to get sued, so uh, <laughs> keep saying Super Bowl. The Super Bowl post game show. So if you're subscribed and you listened earlier this week, you would have heard our predictions for tonight's mm-hmm. tonight's uh, media empire uh, streaming. Uh, I only say streaming because technically I streamed it, uh, but we got some streaming commercials in there. I noticed. Um, but yeah, welcome to the post game show. Yes, welcome. We just we just wrapped it up. Um, the game came and went, and really, was there anything important in it that we need to talk about, Mike? I think Kansas City won. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We uh, we're obviously not huge football fans, so I was very happy to see how quickly the first quarter was going. I was like, "All right, at this pace, we're going to get these commercials in and out. I'm going to see all the trailers that I want to see, and uh, we'll be wrapping up here in just an hour or two. Well, I know. <laughs> I was very concerned when, like, after the first kickoff, they didn't go immediately to commercial. I'm like, "There's like a, like a good eight minute run here of nothing but football yeah. game." And I was like, "Am I missing something? Am I doing this wrong?" Yeah, I was like, we're losing time here. This first commercial, this is like, I think the first commercial after the game starts, that's got to be prime. That's got that's the prime slot, I believe. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, everyone, I mean, after something about the coin toss threw me off because the guy just kept asking, hey, do you want the ball? Do you want the ball? So, well, yeah, it's football. I think they all want the yeah, ball. I think that's the point. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, no one bother me. No, I'm going to pay attention to the TV for, you know, 10 minutes. And like, oh, are you watching the game? I'm like, no, not at all. I'm just waiting for this first trailer because if you miss the first one, then you have to go online to watch it because they're not buying another spot if they bought that first one. You get one and that's it. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't remember exactly which one, but wasn't one of the first ones, Um, at least Black Widow, I think. It was early on. Yeah, I, cu- I couldn't remember exactly the order. Last year, I was a little bit more studious. I think I had a piece of paper out when I was writing everything down. But then I realized that somebody else on the internet who gets like paid a full-time salary is already writing a blog post with all of these. So check out our show notes. We got links to a couple uh, blogs and websites out there that uh, embedded just a ton of YouTube videos on the one page. So if you can sit still for about 30 seconds to let some of these pages load, uh, you can just like watch them all in one place so we got the links in the trailer but um i feel like first up i think fast and furious 9 was technically maybe one of the first trailers we saw tonight but also one of the first trailers because it came out like on friday okay i mean it probably did i mean a lot of these we were talking before this we didn't even see them during the actual game runtime. they kind of spread them out to it feels like throughout the day maybe and we, we just missed a lot of them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, if you were out there on just social media over the weekend, uh, I found out that uh, Han is returning to the Fast and the Furious franchise uh, through just like Instagram posts. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this Fast and Furious trailer came out on Friday. And, and for those people uh, who, who don't know, um, I'm like myself, this is not Han Solo coming to Fast <laughs> and Furious. This is a character apparently from Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift who was in... A, maybe killed in that one or killed in another movie and well, now he's back it was revealed that like uh shaw i believe killed him in some numbered movie i don't remember i'm not uh i'm not the orbiter of all fast and furious knowledge well, but you uh, be. i i was actually a little bit more excited to see uh john C- cena was added to the franchise i mean it's just funny because uh the rock kind of paved the way for pro wrestlers to be big time hollywood stars and now john cena's here and he's dom's 
brother. Yeah. And I thought maybe it could have been like an adoptive situation or like, oh, maybe like brother, like from like a traumatic experience. That's how they bonded. But then there's text that splashes up on the screen later in the trailer that says not all blood is family. So I was like, okay. So I did some very kind of awkward Googling to try to figure out the nationality and ethnicities of the two actors because I was like, pretty sure John Cena's white and I looked it up and very much so and uh, Vin Diesel I was actually shocked to see that his his mother was Caucasian but he didn't know his dad but his adopted father was African-American so I don't I don't really know what where what land uh, kind of Vin Diesel's heritage comes from just call it 23 (laughs) me ask them they know they know where everybody comes from but I believe uh, when I did the quick Google search he is quoted as saying he's definitely a person of color. So I don't know exactly how they're going to bring that together. In a Fast and the Furious movie, though, these details do not matter. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, um, it, you know, I, it just looks like, you know, it's the evil version of Dom. You know, uh, uh, like we have like some of the worst Marvel movies are it's like the villain is a palette swapped version of the hero. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a good way to put it. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Uh I, I, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm going to have to knock you down. We didn't get any space sequences. Sadly. Yeah. They, I feel like they kind of went a little bit of the opposite direction. We keep seeing the Fast and Furious movies get bigger and bigger and bigger. This one is still big by all accounts, but it seems like it is dialed back just a hair. But possibly maybe the quality has been dialed up. I don't know. The trailer got me a little bit more excited than usual. Uh, Charlie Theron, she's back with a different crazy haircut, you know? Yeah. I we mean, don't get space, but we get a new haircut from Charlie Theron. It looked like people are just whipping cars and throwing them at each other in this one. I think Michelle Rodriguez had her motorcycle hit in the air, but she somehow flew forward and landed on uh, Vin Diesel's car. He was able to catch her. I, I don't know what's happening, and I've, I've missed out on a lot, but I think Rocket League sales are really going to go through the <laughs> yeah um uh, we, we're both big fans of boss logic the uh instagram kind of uh photoshop compositor and i saw earlier this week when that car had kind of hit the internet that he was doing side by sides with the delorean and i was like oh i guess they kind of look familiar but they specifically say the car in the trailer is like a pontiac or something but then when you watch the trailer like the guy or engineer or whatever that built the rocket car is wearing kind of like the marty mcfly vest um on it, so I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see the inspiration there. Yeah, they're definitely uh, pulling some other things out of here. You know, big, big amalgamation of of how can we get sci-fi into Fast and Furious without really, literally jumping a shark. Yeah. So. Now I I know my prediction was for space. So we we have a our very first trailer for Fast and Furious Nine, aka the Fast Saga, I guess is what they're going with now. Ooh. Uh, that it was, it's like four minutes long, so it's like a full fledged trailer. So within that trailer and the big game spot, no hints of space yet, but there there is a plane with magnets on it. So who's to say this plane that kind of looks like a stealth bomber couldn't fly into some sort of upper stratosphere, maybe break into orbit for a brief second? I don't know. I'm just saying we might make it there. It just might be in a different trailer. We're holding out hopes for you, Mike. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll, we'll call in the Vegas, put some odds on it, and see. We- See how it turns right. out in the end. Great, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the trailers I didn't see, haven't watched, probably won't watch, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. It was the next one on this list, the Sonic the Hedgehog one? I think also dropped Friday. As yeah, well. I think this uh, went with the explanation of you saying these are technically called game day trailers. Yeah. So this one could have happened earlier in the day. I don't know. It was just kind of like more like a promo, not really a trailer. It was like all of these athletes being interviewed about, oh, wow, he's the fastest person I ever met. He's got spin moves like no other. And then the camera turns and it's Sonic who's directing these interviews. And I, I just kind of rolled my eyes. But there is a little bit of extra footage at the end. And, man, I don't know. The, I, my opinion still has not changed on this movie, but I feel like I still need to see it. So yeah. I guess, I guess you know, look at me, a schlub, just throwing my money at whatever comes into the theater. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you, you need something to fill that Ninja Turtle-sized void in your life. Mike. Oh, and, God, I guess. And uh, what, what better than another beloved 90s icon, such as Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump around here, though, because I remember one of the, the first trailers I did – not trailers, commercials, I, I got to sit down and actually watch a little bit of, was the Walmart commercial, which features literally every science fiction reference you could point your finger at. 
I mean, I was like, oh, the, you know, the, they're doing everything but Star Wars, and then the next thing I know, Star Wars is in here. I mean, they've it, got Mars Attacks, even. What, what's going on here? I mean, this is like an IP arms race. Uh, that's basically, I felt like, what Walmart did. And I don't know if you noticed this, but when I found the trailer, because I rewatched it again, because like you said, there's a lot of references in this trailer, that trailer that aired was one minute long, which means they paid over $10 million just for the slot, and then I can't even imagine how much it costs for them to license all that IP, because they're not like a studio. They, they're not like some of these other brands that we'll talk about earlier that just happen to own these properties. No, they paid out a license for all of these things. This commercial had to probably cost over $30 million. And I'm just like, I'm still not picking up my groceries, Walmart. I'm sorry. Could you, um, I mean, not even just IP costs. Can you imagine the legal loopholes you're going to have to jump through? Because mm-hmm. out the gate, you see Star Trek, uh, X Wing, a TIE fighter, and then you get the Guardians Milano, and then oh, Buzz that- Lightyear. That's what really piqued my interest first. I was kind of just watching this. I was like, wait, is that the Milano? What's going on here? Yeah, and then you know, it jumps to the like the Lego movie, and then um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I was kind of looking at this as I kind of like skimmed through it a little bit. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They have young Ted and and is that right? Is it Bill or Ted? I don't remember the blonde one. The young <laughs> I don't version, know. Flash Gordon. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's our first look at that character for the upcoming movie. Um, again, uh, Mars Attacks. Is, Mars Attacks threw me for a loop. They got the car, the dog. And the I aliens love, from Men in Black. Yeah, I, I, I love Mars Attacks. I watched that movie so much growing up as a kid. I, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I just wanted the alien to blast the employee and turn her into like a neon red yeah. skeleton. I wanted it so bad, but it just I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. Well, the, I, the, com- the, uh, the commercial did a great job capturing the employees of Walmart because they were totally apathetic to this whole process of weirdos coming to like yeah. mess with their, their shift. The, this is the funnest people of Walmart thing you'll see yet that, that doesn't like offend you and make you you be cringe but i think i thought it was really cool and then they started like doing what they'd added arrival in there like you remember the movie arrival yeah Day that was anything? strange i was like i guess maybe they got that one on discount or maybe they're doing like some ip like deals like when you go to a garage sale they're like bundling them you know like okay no 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 i didn't really I, like i didn't really want men in black but i guess i'll take it but you know you're gonna have to throw in arrival too if i'm gonna pay this much money <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, what science fiction things can we get? I mean, I think the car at the end was maybe Blade Runner, I think, or something like that. Yeah, there was a few vehicles that I didn't quite notice, uh, yeah. but I I liked the movie Arrival, so no shade on that movie. Yeah. But it's, it's a strange kind of reference to sell groceries. What, why why sci-fi? I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're the weirdest things and they have the most references that people are going to get. But I'm sure there was a tagline, which they paid a lot of money for our brains to remember, but I don't remember what the tagline was. It was probably like out-of-this-world convenience or That's something That's exactly like what that. it is. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you nailed it. You actually nailed it right on the head. So, um, yeah, so pick up your groceries at Walmart, and you will definitely get you some nerd cred there. Um, one of the other trailers that are commercials that started, I think this was in the first ad break, Mike. I said, God damn it, right to Mike, because it was a Quibi trailer. <laughs> oh, commercial. Quibi. Yeah, it, it was. The, the bank heist. It was Of all the things, they yeah. got me. I mean, th- this is a, this is a kind of a larger complaint that I addressed in in the pregame show where we made all of our predictions. Quibi was another trailer which was online before the Super Bowl ever happened, before Sunday ever rolled around. So uh, I made a point to avoid all of this stuff. So uh, just like uh, reruns back in the '90s, if I haven't seen it, it's new to me. But yeah, there was a Quibi trailer. I mean, it was it was a trailer commercial i i didn't really find it too engaging but i kind of thought they would at least try to show off the tech because i think the idea of the tech showing you two different camera angles on content is way more compelling than just like oh kill 10 minutes like dude youtube and twitter and instagram exist i can easily kill 10 minutes without paying you a monthly fee well i think so i mean as as someone who deals with commercials they're not trying to compete with they're not informing you during a super bowl about the tech. But I will tell you, there are two versions of this commercial, Mike. One where he's holding it vertical, and one where he's holding it horizontal at the end. <laughs> Just to let you know the guy in, the guy in the car is. But I think All it, right. it was All a right. thing saying, like, hey, in your busy schedule, you don't need to watch an hour show kind of deal. I think that was their jab at it overall. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they just don't have time. I mean, if you got $5.6 million, you're not going to explain the science of your of your, your camera angle. Explain it. That. Explain that science. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got to give them credit for doing it. And, then, um, you know, on top of that, the other, I don't think anyone else other than Hulu had an ad in here. 
Um, yeah, you had to you you had to explain the Hulu ad to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because it was just something I was like, okay, some guy's on screen. He's probably a football player. He's in an empty field. And he said something along the lines of, you can't get rid of me, or I'm not going anywhere. And he's talking about Hulu TV. I'm just like, who is that? What's going on? Yeah, yes. You let me know that it was Tom Brady. I was like, See, oh, it's, okay. It's Tom Brady, uh, known for Patriots, who are always usually in the Super Bowl, out the first game this year. So instead of um, you know, just, just taking it like a, like a man, he bought his own commercial, apparently, with Hulu to, to be in the Super Bowl. And I thought it was um, Henry Cavill uh, from like that Man from Uncle or whatever movie he did for a while there, um, because he had the black super spy turtleneck on for most of the commercial. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of glance at, it, you don't see it. But then yeah, then come find oh it's Tom Brady uh, on with with Hulu for some reason. I don't know what he was selling, but that that's he all was I can sell- he was selling Hulu Live TV. Was that what it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely didn't get that. I, I I did stream the show. I don't know if I told you this. I was streaming the show as well today, and that's why I had to change my feeds over, you know, about 10 minutes in because I was having some lag issues. Yeah, you were like 30 seconds behind. I just whipped up like a seven-day free trial of Sling TV, which was just giving me access to Fox, you know, for yeah. the night, and it, it worked out pretty well. well. Well, Sling doesn't work local news in my market. So I had to go to uh, YouTube TV afterwards to fix my thing because it just wasn't working uh, over over the air. So um, we got that all worked out, though. We got that all worked out. And we're just kind of jumping around here today. I mean, I'm going to go back. I didn't – I'm very disappointed in myself. I missed the Quiet Place 2 trailer, Mike, because you, I was you, trying to help make food. You know what? I don't know when it aired because we tuned in uh, – we tuned in to – the actual game maybe 10 minutes before kickoff and I never saw the Quiet Place 2 trailer so I just had to go on before we recorded the show and watched it and it was just a little 30 second spot and I don't know it actually made me a little less excited for the sequel just because the thing I loved so much about the first one was the just how quiet it was how small it was how intimate everything was all about this family barely anyone else was in it and in this 30 seconds for the quiet place too you just see like nothing but people so they set up that there might be some flashbacks to when the event happened so maybe that's where you see a lot of people and maybe when you kind of go forward in time Maybe it's um, scattered a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I hope they just don't well, throw more people at it. Well, I think there are going to be more people because I think this is going to be, I mean, spoilers for the first one. At the end of it, like their whole living livelihood has just been destroyed, right? Um, so they can't stay there. So they have to move on to wherever the next place is. And, you know, it's kind of a, I, I hate to say it, it gives me a Walking Dead vibe a little bit. And, you know, zombie apocalypse, you know, few, few people are left in the world, whatever. I just feel like it's going to fall into that easy trope of, like, you know, the real monsters aren't the monsters, you know, they're people at the end of the day kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I would like to, I'll probably end up going back and watching this, but, I mean, I, I watched it on silent, you know, while we've we've kind of been doing this here a little bit there. And the action looks good. It looks like they really upped the action, I guess, a little bit rather than that long drawn out but where where does it exist in the movie is this all the action we're seeing or is it is there something else yeah i'm just curious you could only tell so much in a 30 second spot but the quiet yeah. place isn't really one of those kind of like ips where i'm like craving for like a trailer like counting down on the next one i will probably avoid every other piece of media for the quiet place too and just go see it like yeah. they've already sold me the first one was great so i think it's, i think yeah. it's out in march so you, we don't have a lot to go so i think i think mm-hmm. that's that's good that you know they just this is how like this is the movies that really blow you away how they do it they don't really spend a whole year advertising they just kind of throw it at well, you well i mean they probably have spent their whole budget on this 132nd trailer so we'll see what happens yeah well i mean it's only the the first of two times we saw john krasinski in, in the oh Super Bowl. yeah should we go there should we talk about we're my gonna, favorite we're, commercial we're going to be your favorite commercial mike let's, let's drop it in here oh man and, my and favorite does commercial does this count for me being three plus celebrities in one ad uh, well, maybe two and a half, but uh, we, we we can talk about it. Uh, but the Hyundai has a uh, car that has smart parking uh, functionality. So they bring out Chris Evans, John Krasinski, and I can't think uh, – oh, Rachel Dratch. I think that's how you say her last yep. name, who is kind of more of a niche comedy icon. But Saturday, I think it's – Saturday Night Live icon, if you will. Yeah, but I think it's great that she is in between like these two mega celebrities, and they're all just using really solid Boston accents that say smart park. This car – oh, look at this guy. He's going to – he can't park there. Oh, where'd you park it? And I just like – I love 
love the accents. It's great. You know, after watching like Knives Out, uh, I, I love kind of like this more casual, laid back Chris Evans. And I've never really seen John Krasinski do an accent before. And he nailed it. Um, you know, I'm used to seeing him funny from The Office, but like seeing him with the beard and his serious man beard where he's done action movies and stuff doing this accent, it was just perfect. I love everything about it. There was a cameo from some guy poking his head out of a window. I don't know who that was. I'm they, guessing it was a football player. It looked like a football player. I could not, <laughs> yeah. I could not tell you. I don't know if he had an accent. I don't I don't quite remember, but I was like, I'm loving everything about this commercial. It's so simple. Uh, it was great. I think it was the, the funniest commercial for me as opposed to some other commercials, which I, I don't think I really would have put on this list, whether it wasn't just to complain about them. But there was a few commercials where it seemed like they were just being random for random's sake. Just to think it would be funny and maybe people would try to meme it and talk about it more on the internet. Like, for example, there was an Amazon Alexa commercial where it was like, oh, uh, Ellen was like, oh, what did people do before Amazon Alexa? How did they function? Then they cut away to the first example of um, some woman asking uh, her maid to turn the temperature down to Her name was Alyssa. So yeah, they all have kind of similar names to Alexa. So she takes the uh, a log out of the fire, which I think that's effective. That's funny, especially since you have more coming. But then she throws the log out the window, and I'm like, why did she throw the log out the window? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. And I'm being like way too critical for like these little commercials. But I was just like, why 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 are you just being like random for random sake? Well, you didn't need to throw it out the window, and it didn't connect to any of the other scenarios. So I was like. That's why I think I liked the smart parking one. It was just it was just simple and straightforward and just funny people being funny. Well, I think, you know, I think the, the Ellen one's fine. There's, I think they're playing off Ellen's brain and Alexa. I, I don't quite, if I sit and think about it, I don't remember all the pieces. But they, I was wrong. It was the Hummus commercial, Mike, that had all the celebrities in it. Um, from, like, you know, it started with um, a, that, that wrestler guy who's got the, the thing around his neck. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But, like, literally... <laughs> They go through all these celebrities talking about how you, you hummus, and then you go to that that Instagram quote unquote magician who edits his videos. Uh, and, uh, Zach, I think his name's Zach. I don't remember his last name. Yeah, and like th- if you wanted a meme memeified commercial, I think this is the well, one you go for. There was there was literally a meme in it. I don't know what this girl's name is, but I think she's like a Twitter comedian, and she's famous for a memed face where she. Where it's like two functionalities. The first picture where she's like shaking her head like, no, 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 that's a bad idea. But then her head goes like, hmm, maybe that is a good idea. Uh, and she like her hair is like pulled back in like a ponytail in the in the photo. If that helps you imagine what she might look like. But she was like in this commercial for a brief second. I was like, oh, it's that meme girl. So some of these other people kind of washed over me because I was like, I, I'm, I'm old. I'm past thirty. Some of these references I'm not getting. Right. Well, I will tell you the. The thing in here that I think a lot of people won't remember is that Chester Cheetah is like right in the smack dab middle of this commercial, dipping his Cheetos in the Sabra hummus, Mike. And how do you feel about dipping your Cheeto in the Sabra hummus? <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we hit up the store before the Super Bowl today, and I did buy some specifically Habra roasted red pepper hummus. And I think the red pepper hummus was the first hummus you see in the commercial. Yep. like, oh, God, they know exactly they know exactly what I like to eat. But this the, the Sabra commercial uh, was kind of like a symptom of a bigger infection that has kind of festered in the Super Bowl commercials, which is just the brand cinematic universe. Thank you. Which, I, I, that's <laughs> what we talked about on Thursday. And I was yeah. like, they really went all – I expected one commercial. They went all in this year. Yeah, and to be honest, it was, it was neat the first time that it happened. And I felt like all of these uh, executives thought like, oh, let's just lean into all of these brands that we own. But I don't know. I don't know about you, but to me, it was just it was corporate. uh, It was like corporate brands pushed way too far. Like, I just didn't know what was happening. No, no, I don't care. (laughs) I don't need to know what happens in a Super Bowl commercial. They don't need to have a point. None of these are bought to have points. I think what is here, rather than having an Old Spice commercial, a Mr. Clean commercial, uh, X, Y, and Z, you know, they just pull their resources in because you're, you're buying these products anyway. You don't need to be convinced to buy a Mr. Clean thing because they got a bald guy with a shiny head doing it. I Mr. Clean was in like four commercials. He, He's a very iconic character. He was. He was also in Mr. Peanuts Rebirth video. Oh, uh, yeah, we got to get there. We, uh, we'll, we'll get there, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with this because um, the, the, the thing I enjoyed the most, I did enjoy the Procter & Gamble thing. 
I was like, oh, they're going to spill the chili and pull like an office thing, right? We're, we're kept, but then this chili hits a swinging fan, and I'm like, this is getting out of control. What is happening here? And uh, what what's her name from Modern Family is in this? Um, I'm Glor- horrible with that name. Gloria is her, her, is her character's name. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't remember the actress's name off the top she, of my She's head. got a horrible accent. But, I mean, you got Mr. <laughs> Clean in there. You got um, o- o- an Olay lady in the bathroom with the Charmin bear cleaning his butt or whatever. Like, this is going all... I'm like, this is this is wild. I, I want to th- see how they all get to this party. Mm-hmm. Show me those commercials. The only thing I liked about the commercial was I like Rob Riggle, and he shows up as, like, a bounty superhero, and he's, like, shooting paper towel basically from his waist, but he's leaning into it like <laughs> he's shooting it from thrusting. his crotch. Yeah. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, uh, the, the only reason, like, these don't shine on me really well is... Every once in a while, you'll be on Twitter or social media, and you'll see people share those spider nest webs of like, oh, Procter and Gamble yeah. owns all of these things you buy at the grocery store, and it's just like, oh, good luck ever boycotting a product that ever made you mad because it doesn't matter; they're getting your money from somewhere else. And I was like, oh god, this is all here. It all is in one commercial. It is, but it's fine because I, it, I, you know me, Mike. I'm a pun master, and and I think she was like, we need backup, and then these three guys start singing backup on the stairs. And I'm like, I like where their head's at in this. They just went fucking crazy, <laughs> and they were. This is like, um, I guess what, uh, kind of like a Family Guy sketch or something like that, you know, uh, where it just where it just gets wild. But I mean, I don't think Chester Cheetah was in this. But my favorite commercial was the other Cheetos commercial, Mike, um, with the Cheetos popcorn. And we we talk a lot about we we we've talked about popcorn. I think off the air quite a bit. You know, but <laughs> we went and bought some when I was in California specifically. Um, but you know, this, you can't touch this MC hammers head popping out of literally everything where this guy has Cheeto fingers at just, just, I don't know. Something about caught me off guard that it's just like, Oh, his head's rolling out, like coming out of a rug, like a body's rolled up in this rug. And then at the end of it, he is the picnic table, the picnic, the, the picnic tablecloth becomes his pants he steals the popcorn and side shuffles off <laughs> just like mc hammer would mike i i'm just it, it was beautiful i mean I, I i too enjoyed the commercial but i liked it just because it was a really clever idea like i believe all perfect advertising should start from at least a, a solid foundation and this was good it's just like have you ever had cheetos dust on your fingers and you can't pick something up and i was like yes this is well, solid this is great run with the premise and it worked really well can, can, can i just say it's an opposite effect of the last time we saw a commercial where someone had Cheetos dust on their hand. Was it Doritos dust? And someone was like sucking their fingers. To oh, the dust that's off. what I thought was going to happen. Cause I had like, uh, I feel like I had flashback <laughs> nightmare memories yeah. of like, Oh yeah. Didn't somebody lick something off their fingers? So when I first, first saw the Cheetos fingers, I was, and then like some like middle-aged man saw the fingers like, Oh no, he's going to lick those fingers. Yeah. I thought it was going to get really weird, and then I thought it was going to be completely, like, you know, corporate office based kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to use his power around the office. I'm glad it went outside of the office. I think I think it was very, very entertaining. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think much like uh, Mr. Peanut uh, made us wait uh, for a yeah. conclusion to what happened, uh, we'll let everyone else wait just a moment longer. Uh, let's hit a couple more kind of, like, trailers yeah, before yeah. we dive we'll back into the commercial. Back over. Yeah. yeah, so we got a couple small ones here. Um, I wrote down Hunters just because it was a streaming show and Amazon kind of showed up, put some money down. So I'm always curious when Amazon ever advertises anything, specifically Amazon Prime, just because I feel like they never really get the big stuff that's large enough to advertise itself. You know, Netflix is always out there like making deals about big IPs and you don't even need to put a Super Bowl commercial out. People know about it. But Hunters looks like this fun little show where it's a period piece based on a true story where they're going around like uh, forming like a, a ragtag group of people to beat up uh, communists and Nazis. And I, it looks like it might take place in the 60s or 70s maybe. So I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, well, yeah, I've actually seen this trailer before. What's interesting is even now, if you go look online, it says the first um, – we were talking about this with, with, with my, my brother-in-law. You know, the show never tells you a release date on any of the trailers. Oh, you ha- it says coming soon, and you have to go online to see. It says February twenty first is the um, the upcoming day for it. Because I couldn't believe that was Al Pacino for a while. Like I, it didn't look like him at first. Um, but you know, I, I was I, I've seen this before, so it wasn't new to me. But I was just like the coming soon thing was really weird that they would just put it on there and not a single date. Yeah, uh, for I- it. 
And also, how quickly forget that streaming services are now like big deals? Like, when did you ever think you'd see Al Pacino in a streaming show? And also, it just kind of gave me like the boys vibes. Not necessarily when it comes to like you know comedy, but it just kind of seemed like a rough uh, ragtag group. So, and uh, we got kind of two other small ones here. There was a there was a SpongeBob trailer which I didn't catch during the Super Bowl. So maybe this was like a pregame show airing and. Um, it, I, there wasn't much extra here if you had seen the previous SpongeBob trailer. You know, I haven't seen uh, either of them, so it's fine. Like, it's basically just the gimmick of Mr. Gra- Mr. Crab saying, "We spent a lot of money on this on these thirty seconds. Tell the audience what they're going to see, SpongeBob," and he just runs through a bunch of stuff. So, if you, if you saw that, I guess you, uh, you saw it. <laughs> oh, and, and, and it has uh, Keanu Reeves as a tumbleweed. Yeah, but unfortunately, that was in the first trailer, so I, I didn't already... see it. So, that, like, I mean, that was the only thing people told me. Well, like, Keanu see, Reeves is in this. I'm like, great. <laughs> well, see, there you go, Chris. It's it's educating you and letting you know about Keanu Reeves's head in a tumbleweed. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I think the last little trailer before we talk about the bigger ones later is uh, there's a movie coming out called The Invisible Man, which I believe is uh, IP up for grabs. I don't think anybody owns this character or the name of The Invisible Man anymore, so I think any studio could pick this up. And it looks like they're kind of making a little bit more grounded, down-to-earth, like uh, abusive ex-husband be- turns invisible and kind of torments his, his ex and it looks pretty. It looks pretty intense. I don't know. There was a Super Bowl trailer which surprised me because I I thought this would kind of just kind of get more of a quiet release and maybe good word of mouth would lead to a box office return. But somehow they found uh, five million dollars to advertise it. Well, uh, who who is making this one again? I don't know. I, just if I had to guess, I was like, it kind of looks like a Blumhouse movie. That's what uh, I was going to guess here. Let me or like see. a or like a smaller studio. It doesn't seem to be like a, a big studio is at the helm of this. But that was Blumhouse's production. Oh, okay. There you go. So uh, I guess they'll see if they'll get their return their so good ROI. The director. I just looked this up. Uh, Lee Winnell. Um, he um, wrote the first Saw movie, uh, the Insidious movies, and he directed the movie Upgrade. A couple years oh, ago, upgrade, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't you see that? You told me, yeah, I yeah. It's, see it's, that, it's right? great. It's a, it's a good, uh, good little little movie there. Yeah, so, so there might be some good DNA for this one. Yeah, a good a good base, you know. But I think the Invisible Man is also was it Johnny Depp was originally cast as the Invisible oh, Man in the Dark yeah. Universe uh, back when it was going to be a franchise. <laughs> yeah, back when it was going to be something. I was going to tell you, I I got to see um the Top Gun trailer after this. Something I, mean, I, I don't have a lot to talk about with it, you know. But I mean. We we did see the you know, the first sneak peek and this kind of added some characters to it a little bit. Um, did this change? I mean, I don't really want to see this movie. It doesn't, you know. I don't know. I'm not a huge regular Top Gun fan. I don't need sand volleyball with men. What do you think? <laughs> for for me, I just don't know like what the hook is. Like I get it. We're bringing characters back and we're kind of returning to this jet fighter world, but. I don't get what the hook is. What's like, not what the gimmick is, but like, where's like the, where's the cell? It's just like, okay, there's going to be planes. Like, I get that. Like, I can go play a video game if I want to be a fighter pilot. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't have a lot of connection to this, but you know, maybe if, maybe if there's good reviews, good buzz about it, maybe I'll go try to see it in like IMAX because that might be kind of fun. I mean, I know what it is, but they're not selling anyone on this with these trailers other than say, here's the best looking plane shots you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, there was like a one-off line of some some boss man saying, oh, I have enough here to court-martial you. So maybe like Tom Cruise is up against the wall trying to like raise his son and now he's in trouble. I don't know. No, but, uh, no. There's, his there, son there's... apparently sucks is, is what <laughs> yeah. it is. So. Well, there's uh, there's 30 seconds of a bunch of fighter jets. I think that's about that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll do that. Um, yeah, I want to get in. I want to get into one trailer that disappointed me. Or I guess uh-huh. it didn't disappoint me, but this thing and the one that really blew me out of the water here, back to back, and this is kind of where our show shines uh, because they're both superhero related, Mike. Okay. And the Black Widow one didn't really hype me up as much as yeah. I was hoping. I, I think it's because we were expecting more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can only do so much in thirty seconds, but I only pulled really two things out of this trailer okay. myself. What do, you, what do you get out of it? Tell uh, me. The first part is uh, she basically has a new line where she specifically says the Avengers, which will probably perk up some ears on couches, saying the Avengers weren't my first family. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, that that might sell a few tickets. But just they were the word definitely of, her last. <laughs> just the word Avengers. I feel like. Uh, 
gets a couple bucks out of everybody's pocket, no matter what it's for. And then at the end, uh, you mentioned in the previous Black Widow trailer that we talked about on the show, you see Taskmaster do the same um, jump up that Black Widow does. I believe yep. it's called technically a kip up, uh, where you kind of from your back, you jump up onto your feet. Well, in this 30-second spot, we get to see Taskmaster do a very similar move with his shield where he kind of kicks it up into his hand like a skateboard. And I'm almost positive we've seen Steve Rogers do that a few times. That is taken from the elevator scene of Winter Soldier, um, Mm -hmm. identically. So whoever this person is has been watching and studying the Avengers through yeah. Through. Now I'm. I don't know all the nitty gritty of Taskmaster. I know his ability is to mimic, but does he have to be there in person to no. mimic the moves? He just has to see it once, and he okay. has it in his the, the, the earlier forms were photo reflexive memory or something like that. I don't remember, but like oh, you know what? Uh, maybe that security footage got leaked when um, when Black Widow did that. Uh, did that info dump at the end of? Um, well, yeah, but uh, but who who is this person? Like, Winter why Soldier. did why are they so obsessed with just the Avengers? Mm-hmm. To because there is a pop vinyl coming out with it where he has a, a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. uh, which is exactly Hawkeye's weapon. Right, nobody else in this universe is using a bow and arrow. At it this sounds point. like he's just he's just a super fan of the Avengers. Yeah, he's just been studying them. Is this the fanatic, but like a good version of it, like where he wants to meet his heroes and kill them and become them? Kind of <laughs> I, I guess. But the, the, other, the one thing I walked, I mean, that the shield thing is one thing, but there's a shot here at the end where the, the red guardian played by um, David Harbour is with uh, Rachel Weiss, um, black widow and Yelena Belova. And, and like, he reaches out to her, but this looks like it's post, like crashing of this big action scene. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think that all of them live at the end of this movie and possibly can come back for another Black Widow movie later that's not yeah. focused around Natasha. Yeah, I mean, if you have David Harbour in your franchise, I feel like you do maybe go out of your way to maybe keep him alive. Yeah, well, I mean, Hellboy didn't really do any many favors, did it? So, um, but... Um, yeah, exactly. If you get Rachel, Rachel Vice, I think is is also a big drawer. Yeah, she. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, those original Mummy movies still hold up today, pretty good. And so she's an original kind of female action star. So if you get her, and maybe we're we're gonna see this Yelena Belova character take take on more later. But I mean, I think these people were gonna live, and that's kind of a little disappointing all around. So hopefully, we're getting some Marvel Studios trickery, and we just don't know it yet because mm-hmm. they will edit their trailers. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's a good chance the scene where Taskmaster flips up his shield in the final movie, he might have that mask off during that scene, and they just did they just put it back on for the trailer. So they're hiding something there, man. Oh yeah, they are hiding something. You want to know what they're not hiding from us, Mike? What's that? They they got us with their Disney Plus shows, uh, Falcon, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and oh my god, Loki. I didn't see this coming at all, man. This was the fourth quarter. Like this is late in the game, right? You don't hold on to this. Yeah, like, like it the, came out very surprisingly. Yeah, the late game spots are a little bit of a gamble because if we can talk about one trailer for us, uh, one commercial for a second, there was this overarching Tide ad with Charlie Day. Nope, it's a Tide get, ad. Where, where he gets a stain on his shirt and then he wants to go do his laundry, but they're like, no, 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 you can't do your laundry. You got to watch the Super Bowl. So his character continues throughout the night in other car- in other commercials asking if he can clean his shirt. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to see him pop up one final time because the whole gimmick is, is we're going to see him at the end of the Super Bowl finally with a clean shirt. So I, I get it that he would be sticking around to the fourth quarter for a resolution to his character arc yeah. through these freaking Tide commercials. But usually in the fourth quarter, all of the big stuff is kind of already done. Yeah. You want to get in like right before the halftime show because a lot of your audience is gone once you see the halftime show. Uh, a lot of people check out, they go eat their snacks, they've had too many beers, they're not going to remember anything anyway. So I was searching through Twitter because I was browsing the Super Bowl hashtag uh, throughout uh, the night, seeing how people were reacting to different things. And I saw some like fan Marvel page say like, oh, get ready in 30 minutes, the the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer is going to pop up. And I was like, Psh, what? what are you talking about? We didn't hear anything about this. And then all of a sudden, a couple minutes later, there it is. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, I used I used the F word to explain this to Mike because <laughs> I'm sitting there watching and you know I'm just kind of like oh I gotta go clean up for my mess you know right and do that and then it opens on the shield stuck in a tree and I'm like oh my god we're getting it everybody everybody we're getting it uh, and then you know we get to see you know a highlight Falcon Winter Soldier here we'll talk that but uh, not Bucky um, Falcon throwing the shield 
you mm-hmm. know, like Captain America, learning how to do that. Do you notice the Marvel Studios logo went blue at the beginning of this? I thought it was interesting, it, which is the like, Disney Plus. Well, like first they, I believe first they showed it as red. Yeah. Or maybe first they showed it as blue, then it they showed re- it as red. It was red, red. and blue because it was like the Disney Plus blue. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But I was more thinking, uh, surprise, surprise, because it wasn't just a Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. I yeah. think I thought maybe that's why the logo was changing. Yeah, it, it, who knows? But, I mean, we get to see Zemo again. You know, we get to see him. Uh, mm-hmm. Slow motion bullets falling out of Bucky's hand. But then, like, just three shots of that show. Then it goes right into WandaVision. And you're like, what is going on here? Because WandaVision, mm-hmm. I think, was the coolest footage. Yeah. Uh, um, because it's black and white. And then we get a, like... I think it's five, four or five, I'm pretty sure five different versions of Wanda in a row, like yeah. black and white, you know, leave it to Beaver. Uh, then we get her in the classic red costume with the headgear. Uh, it looks like a, like a That 70s show, like and then like a Brady's Bunch kind of thing. Yeah, because her classic costume doesn't look like finely polished. It looks like she puts on a Halloween costume. Uh, there's yeah. definitely shots where it looks like maybe this is her in real life where she's in a dark room. She's in like normal clothing. So maybe this is Wanda normally in between like these fugue states of dreaming things. Um, but yeah, it was really intense. Uh, it, it was just nice to see uh, vision again. We hadn't yeah. seen Paul Bettany with an, um, with, uh, with an emoting, <laughs> with an, yeah, with an emoting face for a while. And it was interesting because one thing I didn't really put together, maybe it came up before, but you see the vision, Paul Bettany in black and white talking. So I'm thinking, oh, there are going to be sections of this that are going to be black and white, like a, like an old TV show, but also, the last time we saw like Vision's body, like didn't all the color drain out of him when the stone was stolen from his forehead? Oh yeah, yeah. When he when he died, he he was black and white. We've not seen him in color. Yeah, so maybe that visual kind of sparks the imagination of Scarlet Witch when she starts dreaming up these scenarios. Um, I don't so I think she's dreaming. Cool I think something's someone's doing something to her because she looks very like trapped, like you mentioned. I think there's a point where like they're showing her as like a 1950s. You know, leave it to Beaver TV. Then it snap. Like you talk to her, and she's like looking like surprised and shocked, wearing her like the clothes she was wearing like the mm-hmm. last time we kind of saw her, even. Um, but then you know later on, there is a color version of Vision, and it kind of looks like um, it looks sitcommy. Yeah, like like a Cosby Show kind of sitcom. Yeah, I believe he is in a in a sweater. Um, and I think yeah, it, it's just it's interesting because it opens up a lot more questions. But it looks like we're watching them on a stage the whole time. Yeah, there's a there's a big lack of kind of red magic. We're not really seeing any superpowers specifically being used. So yeah, I, I do like the theory that maybe she is being trapped, or maybe she's not exactly trapped, but maybe somebody's kind of pulling the strings from a distance. You know, uh, who who knows? But I was I, I was shocked when I when I saw when I saw uh, WandaVision promo. Yeah, and then the thing I didn't expect I, those two. I you know if you're gonna get them, you're gonna get those together, but. Mm. The fact Tom Hiddleston himself, te- like with a dialogue saying, I'm going to burn the whole thing down uh, as mm-hmm. Loki. And it looks like he might be like a prison jumpsuit or something. I can't quite tell what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm sure some internet sleuths will look up maybe the logo that's possibly on his jumpsuit. But I feel like the last time we saw jumpsuits, you know, it was in like maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy prison scene. So mm-hmm. I do like the idea of maybe him being in like a uh, a cosmic prison for a brief moment. I'm not really sure, but yeah, it, it's always nice to it's always nice to see the gang again. All all of your favorite all of your favorite faces from the Marvel franchise with uh, I believe what was the tagline they used like uh, the universe is expanding yeah the universe is expanding and then the the blue for Marvel's studios is the same blue as the, the title card at the end for Disney plus so I mean it's just I didn't see any of this coming we kind of talked about you know that'd be cool but you know I predicted like the Eternals might have something but like this is much cooler getting yeah. three teases in a row rather than one tease for something later on um, got me, got me that much more hype for these shows, Mike. Just the hype is real, dude. Mm-hmm. It's very, very much so. So what else? What else did we see here? Any? You want to? You want to jump around? I think we only had like two more commercials to talk about. <laughs> well, trailers. I, I, uh, it was it was funny seeing the the Pringles and Rick and Morty commercial. Yeah. Uh, just because this one was released like. Oh, almost like a week ago, like early in the week last week. You could have seen this a while ago if you wanted to, but it did air during during the Super Bowl. And uh, there were some older folks 
in my Facebook uh, timeline that were just like, what is this Pringles commercial? Whoever wrote this needs to be fired. And it was just because they didn't understand that this was from like an adult cartoon. So I, I did find it funny that something that's really niche to us that I personally love that commercial would just totally do the opposite of what Pringles wants to do is just turn other people away from their I, chips. <laughs> I half expected them to announce a Szechuan sauce flavored Pringle um, uh, literally just for this, but... I like I do like how Justin Roiland pronounced jalapeno as jalapeno because I thought that was really funny. Oh yeah, exactly. And then there's just a bunch of these Pringle bots coming out. And they're just fighting them all. Uh, all of that. That was pretty good. I would tell you, I, you know, if, if we can go back to just for a second to the Tide thing. Um, the Tide had the crossover, but I mean, we talked about trailers that had like a prolonged threat, and I kept thinking, oh, it's a Budweiser. Nope, it's a Tide ad, and I kept doing that. Nope, Tide ad thing because uh-huh. of that old thing. I really, I really enjoyed. Uh, um, the the tide prolonged delayedness, but I will tell you what I didn't enjoy, Mike, and huh. because I don't want to feel sappy when I'm hanging <laughs> out the Super Bowl, and and not, I'm not anyone in particular, but you know, like Google, and you know, um, there's the, the new Kia car thing. Um, there's just these. There, yes, there are sad yeah. stories, but I don't want to feel sad and emotional yeah. during my Super Go- Bowl. Google was indeed the king of the sad commercials. So, yeah, just sad commercials in general. Like, I get you're trying to make me feel, but, I mean, I almost feel like you're wasting your money just because I'm not going to remember your commercials. I never remember the sad ones. I can kind of remember bits and pieces of funny commercials. So maybe there's like this second arms race for second place where it's just like we we can't be funny. Our brands are just not funny. There's no way we can make a funny commercial. So let's try to make the saddest one because usually if you're first place and saddest, people talk about you, which is indeed what's happening right now. But yeah. uh, the, uh, the 1984 side of my brain during the Google commercial was just like, oh, look at this sweet old man reminiscing about his uh, late wife but then he's just like hey google remember all of these sensitive things about my late wife so the next time i talk to you remember all of these very niche details about my loved one who has passed i was like do you really want google to have that information of like all of these things that, that your at that point your like, widow he loved care. he don't yeah, care at that point yeah and it's just like oh god but you know i guess props to them for tugging at heart but but there is a death here that was celebrated mike and that's through the planters oh here we are rebirth (laughs) which again we saw the first half with the road trip thing and then then we got wesley snipes delivering his you googly if you will yeah i almost forgot that this was another crossover because uh mr mr Mr. clean was there right mr clean is in there the Kool Aid Man. Uh, yeah, the Kool Aid Man. Uh, they're 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 consoling each other. I there's an Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile uh, out out parked out back as well. But then, if you remember, peanuts grow on the ground, Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and if you if bury, the cool, pe- and if the Kool Aid Man cries close enough to your grave, yeah, you make <laughs> dolphin sounds when you're reborn. Which, oh God! If you want to talk about weird shit that makes no sense, the dolphin sound takes the cake, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to agree. That was kind of part of my weird thing. Like, you were already doing amazing planters. You killed it. You started your Super Bowl commercial a week early on a literal cliff, a cliffhanger. Uh, We all wanted to know what happened to Mr. Peanut. You had your viral moment already. And then I liked the twist. I thought we were going to see him kind of walk out of, like, the burning rubble or something like that. Uh But, no, he's a nut, so he can grow back from the ground, and they're they're really siphoning off the baby Yoda energy as a baby nut hashtag baby hashtag nut baby nuts the hardest thing i've ever had to say in the show mike and i've said some weird stuff on this show. yeah yeah but brands like i said brands love weird hashtags uh but with the dolphin noises it's just like why that's just like that's just like random for the sake of being is that, random. Is that it's filler? Like, they couldn't think of anything else to put in here for like three seconds. So we're yeah. like make dolphin and noises. Honestly, honestly, it would have been so much funnier because the great thing he's he's just he's like he said something. Like, no, it's okay. I'm back. But the great part was the little baby peanut with the grown man voice. So I was like, I wish I could have been that transition because like, why the fuck is he a dolphin? What's going on here? <laughs> but so now they have this great branding of this baby peanut that's probably going to be around for at least the summer or maybe a whole calendar year and I I think I already saw they're selling t-shirts because they updated the Twitter profile when I googled it I saw the this baby nuts already on shirts so I I would give if I had to give like uh, the the top award of the night I'd probably give it to Mr. Peanut because everything was pulled off almost flawlessly almost flawlessly yeah I mean 
yeah, I, I tell you, I mean, you knew what was you knew what to expect out of it. I think is the thing because you know, I, I talked to you earlier about before the show started the Porsche commercial. I thought it was a video game car racing, like oh. a car racing video game ad for twenty five of those thirty seconds because I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'm like, oh, there's going to be something with this guy on the tractor, right? No, nothing with the guy on the tractor. It didn't pay off at all. Yeah, he should have saved the day. Yeah. Or like, or the masked person should have been a celebrity. I mean, there was just some really misfires of a commercial. I, I don't know if you caught the Coke, the Coca Cola Energy one, where Jonah Hill yeah. was supposed to meet Martin Scorsese well, at Martin a party. Martin Scorsese already done burned himself with all those Marvel remarks a couple months ago. <laughs> so is he just trying to dig himself out of that hole? Yeah, I don't know. I it, was just like, this commercial is just dumb. It, it wasn't funny. And you want to know wasted talent? You got Macy Williams right from Game of Thrones singing let it go in an audi for some reason yeah and did she say the coal never bothered me anyway at the end i wasn't sure if she they were trying to make a pun and i was like well if it's an electric it's an electric the coal never factored I in anyway i didn't even and then catch I was that ju- at all i just and then i was like how does audi license a frozen song from disney like how much did they have to pay to make what? that happen yeah but I, I i don't care that they did but why yeah, what does that song exactly. have? Like, it's not like they're talking about being an air-conditioned car, right? Or, or, or this car drives safely on the snow. It's just her in like a some some sort of traffic jam looking thing, and I I don't know what happened. And it's this wasted talent. Um, but some other big names I will tell you that did bring me joy was the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar with Brian Cranston, where they redid the Shining. For- yeah, that was nice, and we're, we're big we're big soda fans here. Yeah. I'm an apologist for Mountain Dew. I don't think it. I think it has a bad rap. So I'm yeah. looking forward to finding some Mountain Dew Zero because I frequently drink Diet Mountain Dew. So I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, you, trying a slightly different take on it. You will not be disappointed. I will tell you that from from my experiences. <laughs> yeah, um. and like and like I said uh, in the last episode, I I've seen the first three seconds of the Mountain Dew one all week long because it aired a lot sooner, but I like where it went because the woman on the other side of the door is just kind of hitting the axe with like a toilet brush yeah. kind of gently like no stop and then she's just like oh okay i'll take it and yeah then she drinks it i was like okay this is pretty fun yeah yeah i'm thirsty i'm thirsty uh i had a good time with uh, despite post malone looking like a horror like i don't like all his tattoos on his face that's his choice but his seltzer thing was pretty funny, which was essentially inside out. But everyone had yeah. on the tattoos on their face. And this was a prediction I made where we were going to see a seltzer commercial, a hard yep. seltzer. And there was two of them. The first one, less memorable, the Truly, uh, truly one. I don't. One? I didn't even I, see this Yeah, one. I don't even think it was a joke. I think it was just like they showed the can off a little bit for 30 seconds. But this was much more effective. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, you know, I've... I, I've got to. I've got to say, I didn't get my man in this truck commercial. There was no truck commercial this time around, Mike. It was very interesting. I mean, the, there was definitely the spirit of a man in the truck commercial. There was one about like, oh, uh, they were making fun of like the phrase "the typical American." It was just kind of like ho hum. Yeah, I'm I'm an American that makes me so great. Um, but uh, before I before I forget, I don't know if this hit the Super Bowl proper, but I found it online. There was a sequel to the Post Malone commercial. Yeah, inside his he, brain one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, where he goes to a bar and he gets served the mango seltzer, and then his brain is trying to figure out if they've had that one before. And he does this super creepy smile where the brain says, "Oh, this tastes good." Uh, tell Post to smile, and he has this super creepy smile. And they're like, "Oh, too much, too much." So uh, <laughs> seek seek that one out because I think that. That one was almost that, funnier than the first one. That is that is in our list actually here, so you, you can scroll down and and mm-hmm. check it out somewhere in here. Um, apparently, that was a voting. They voted, fans voted on which of the post ones to play in the, uh, oh, the first right. one. So the other one didn't play during the game. That's why you didn't see it. Um, the other thing I was going to point out was the Jimmy Fallon with the uh, Michelo with John Cena. We talked about John Cena earlier in the show. Um, I was entertained as soon as the Root started chasing him on the. Uh, the track field on their big thing while they're playing music behind him. Like mm-hmm. in the show, I thought that was a pretty way to pretty good way to bring all this. Uh, Jimmy founds all the stuff he does in, into one, yeah. I guess a little, little ad. Well, I mean, you did mention like we didn't get our GoDaddy commercial, yeah. but I feel like Squarespace has kind of taken over the GoDaddy yeah. slot, and we got a very strange one where Winona Ryder is making a website about Winona. 
What's what state is Winona in? Is it Wisconsin or something? Iowa or, is, or Wyoming? Yeah, or some some northern. I, I think maybe it was Wyoming. Some, um, uh, some some cold state yeah. where there was snow because she was just on the ground. And Under I was like, the sign. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is funny. I, I, Winona writers. Uh, she's like, she's really she's great in Stranger Things. She's like, she's, it's got pictures, and the guy's like. I like pictures. I'm yeah, like, oh, okay. God. This is, this, is, this is exactly what your parents making the website would feel like. Yeah, I uh, just I, – I thought it was funny. I liked it. And, and then I will I will say the what is cool was the fact we got the – on Groundhog's Day, two-day, a Bill Murray Groundhog Day commercial selling a Jeep, mind you. But he was able to – with most of the characters from Groundhog Day, redo the day, but instead of – causing chaos and stuff he grabbed the jeep with the groundhog and just drove around every day yeah i liked how the 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 groundhog friendship was grown he was carrying him around and like um like a bjorn or whatever you call him like it was his baby the only flaw is the commercial didn't have a conclusion i was i was expecting maybe something to wake him up the next day to a different song so eh, i felt like they could have concluded the commercial somehow yeah they probably could I think the last commercial I want to talk about is what I talked about on Thursday. Uh, the second half, actually. The first half was literally um, Sam Elliott singing, um, what, what I forget the name of that song. Uh, Old, Old Town Old Road. Town Road. To, like, not singing, but saying the lyrics as his dialogue in this commercial. And the sequel here is him having to dance off with, with the singer. And um, they really pulled out some wicked CG for Sam Elliott to pull out some of those moves. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Um, but then his horse wouldn't dance, so he lost. So yeah, there cool, was cool there was, ranch. There was some uh, wire work going on there for sure. So oh, he didn't I mean, move. We, that was all I, CG. <laughs> they put his face on somebody else, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we we have a few trailers uh, left over. Uh, we we've hit the bigger ones already. But before we kind of wrap it up with the last few things, uh, there was indeed a halftime show. Um, I the main thing I look for in halftime shows, whether I know the artist or whether I don't know the artist, you know, whether I'm familiar with the catalog or not, is I'm looking for some sort of big spectacle, some big new thing. Like in the past, they've done like uh synchronized like displays that people carry around real like crazy like holographic stuff sometimes i believe last year they did the fleet of drones that did different stuff in the sky and i was like okay what are they going to do this year and they kind of did something with the floor where they did that kind of 3d effect like isometric effect where it looked like you could look into it because yeah, it, it turned into like three or four waterfalls at one point in time. And then it like looked like a hole in the ground. It was kind of like, um, I don't know if it was a projection from the bottom LCD or something like that, or if it was projected from the top, but yeah, they could change the floor. To, to do whatever yeah they do. i was kind of curious like what does that look like from different parts of the stadium so that was kind of cool but i was expecting maybe a little bit more out of the tech but um i'm not too familiar with uh, shakira or j-lo's catalog but they were dancing their asses off literally uh-huh. and it built up like i was just kind of meh at it at the beginning but like they just they just literally put so much energy into it by the end of it i was like this is crazy i don't well, know any of these songs but this is really fun i thought shakira was the standout i thought Jennifer Lopez looked like a um, Hispanic version of Cher at certain moments <laughs> with her outfit, and then um, there was some dude in a very very like what you mentioned a a, a nice sweater um, <laughs> to just wrap it yeah. along in uh, yeah. Spanish. If you were well. a, if you were a dude and you were rapping on stage, you got to wear a nice sensible sweater. <laughs> if you were any of the women, you were basically naked. So I mean, I guess take take that as you will. Uh, but we did get one great meme out of this that we will be seeing for probably the next three days, which is Shakira making this bizarre noise with her tongue into the camera. It doesn't fit with the music. I don't understand the reference. Maybe there's some sort of cultural reference, uh, but she just goes into the microphone. Apparently that's Donnie from Wild Thornberries. Yeah, I don't know. It was just so weird. I loved like the meme responses. People were doing the SpongeBob one where he does it. He flicks his tongue out. So I, I, I kind of hope she did it intentionally. Like, I'm going to have my internet moment here. The camera's right here. Let's do something really weird. So I appreciate Shakira for getting weird. Mm-hmm. Can I say one of the early trailers, probably the first break that we didn't talk about yet and probably we should have is the Jason Momoa commercial 
Oh, how did I forget that yeah, one? Because wow. it's Rocket Mortgage. I mean, mm-hmm. I forgot who. I didn't even know who he was doing things with, right? So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But he's like going home, right? Because home is where you're comfortable at. And he starts taking off his arms. And underneath his big muscular arms is a skinny little thin dude who can barely lift up a yeah. metal bar. And he's I can't... bald and everything. Man, that just that just shows you how much of a roll of a dice these commercials are. Because when I saw it, I was like, this is hilarious. This is so funny. I even text you about it. Yeah. I was thinking, this is my number two com- compared to Smart Park. And then I had already forgotten about it. But <laughs> I, I, when I saw Momoa on screen, I told my wife to, like, oh, you got to watch this. I know how much you love him. And this was basically a traumatic experience for her, <laughs> watching him take off the hair, the muscles, and... I love the stinger at the end where he's doing like the bench yeah. with just the bar. And he's just like, he's oh, too heavy, oh, too heavy. Oh, grab it, grab it. <laughs> and she picks it up with one hand out. It's like, oh, okay, I got it. So, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, this is the game. It's, it's several hours and you're just watching this the first time. So, I mean, I don't think we've forgotten anything big, but man, I, I, uh, I feel bad for not thinking that one sooner because that was pretty good <laughs> overall. Uh, yeah. Jason Momoa would have poke fun at himself. You know, that's, that's important. <laughs> Yeah, that means that means you got confidence. That means you're you're doing really well if you can degrade yourself like that for comedy and for money. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I I didn't really talk much about Mulan at all, just because I feel like we've just been seeing the same stuff in the trailers. What, what, I don't know. What if do we talk I, about Mulan? I, there's nothing we can say anymore, other than the fact there's no dragon, but there's a witch <laughs> who does magic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can really pull out. I think um, I don't know who I don't remember who the bad guy is in in the movie. I don't remember his name, but I think there's a few additional shots of him. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's a few additional shots of uh, the main Hun, if you will, in in this trailer. But, yeah, Mulan, I didn't really think about it too much. Uh, the James Bond trailer was kind of cool. The spot had some well, cool tech in it, a cool plane for a second. I, well, I will tell you, that is that is the thing about James Bond trailers. They will get you very excited, and some will let you down very quickly. <laughs> so, that's, prob- that's probably why I don't make it to the theater. Yeah, to they it. are very – the trailers are always good, and then by the time you get there, you're like, why, what am I doing here? And will this one be enjoyable? I don't know. But it's Daniel Craig's last one, so we will be able to – well, can't hold the, anything back now, Chris. Right? <laughs> right. If he goes out on a banger, or whimper, it's on them now. It's, we can't. Yeah. We can't help it. Well, I mean, I'm so glad we organized this uh, post game show of the Super Bowl. So our last topic would be Minions: Rise of <laughs> <Right>. Gru. <Brew. laughs> I didn't. I, I think I saw Gru in it twice. Right? Like he's barely. It's all like these different minions at different stages in their life or something like that. Like yeah. one has braces. Yeah, right. there's a shot. There's a shot where like Gru put some tidy whities on. Yeah. I I wasn't sure how old he would be. I kind of thought like maybe he would be in his like twenties, kind of like more middle, like kind of older. Kind of had maybe if he had gone to villainy school, if that's a thing, maybe he had just graduated and was looking for work. But I was expecting him to basically be a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Like. I, I don't quite understand, but like you know, there's like luchadores and nuns throwing stuff at each other at some point in the trailer. Yeah, I I usually don't like the story of minion or Despicable Me stuff, but the character designs are always really cool and really goofy. They have really cool like squash and stretch, and they're just they're just odd shapes. I I, I liked the nunion per, the the nunion the onion not the the nun the nun with the with the throwing stars uh, particularly. Uh, uh, um, just because she was like just really weird, so well, I, would, I don't know. There's weird stuff. In I here. was okay with it until they repeated the the ambulance sound joke that they did from like the oh, first yeah. movie. Well, you got to learn how they became uh, how they came paramedics, Chris. That's uh, it's integral to the can- the canon. It, it is not. It's not at all <laughs> by any means necessary. So I mean, that is uh, that is a hell of a note to end on there. So, yeah, I mean that's the that's the Super Bowl. I don't know what number it was, but I've just 54. been calling it Super. I've been calling it Super Bowl twenty twenty. I guess it's been one hundred years of the NFL. They were talking about some of that during the uh, during the pregame show. Uh, but yeah, usually we would on Sunday nights we would also talk about news. But right. I feel like all of the news was locked up until Sunday and the weekend came along. So basically, half the things that we talked about today would have ended up being the news. Yeah. So um, I you know I saw some stuff out there like uh, the advantage of kind of avoiding some of the smaller news points during the week is some of them weren't really news to begin with. Like there was a this fake 
floating around of James Gunn saying that they cheekily talked about the Silver Surfer and Galactus in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but then I saw on his own Instagram, he was just like, no, this is totally fake. Somebody photoshopped this. This didn't happen at all. You can't believe stuff that's out huh. there online. So, But then also I was kind of looking through some of his, like I said, I love his Q&As on Instagram. He's always very thorough. He gets like thousands of questions, so he's just kind of like picking random ones and answering them. So uh, follow James Gunn again on Instagram for his uh, Q&As. They're great. Yeah, I was told Paul Rudd was going to be involved in this because he's a big Kansas City fan. I think he's from Kansas city i don't remember seeing paul rudd yeah there there was like a brief moment where the the camera operator was kind of going around the stadium going like hey hey this person's here this person's here this celebrity's here and uh i i don't remember seeing paul rudd on that cam so i don't know yeah that sounds good to me oh by the way i think um just can can i throw this can throw this out here this news that i just popped up here right throw it in man um so that wanda vision scene with wanda and vision in the color where he's wearing the um looks like a tool time kind of outfit mm-hmm. apparently those are two pacifiers in the air and those are two cribs in front of them oh. confirming her twin children are born um which if, is, which is uh, if the- if they're real, that's the that's the big right. question. <laughs> well, well, they say that you know, again. I've seen rumors that these kids will make it over into the other stuff. But either way, that the they're even included to begin with is a pretty big thing, you know, right? That the fact that they would pull up this family because if if the only person who Thanos was afraid of um, goes crazy, completely crazy here because her her fake husband and her two kids die again. I feel mm-hmm. sorry for anyone in her path at this point. <laughs> but anyway, I just want to throw it out there. Apparently during that trailer, there are um, two cribs. Yep. And those are pacifiers popping up in the air. So right, um, good looks to know. Like we're going to see the, uh, the old WandaVision family uh, at some point. So there's your news for the week. People we will catch you <laughs> next week. If, one, if people want to know what you're up to this week, Mike, where can they find you at? Oh, it's so easy to do. All you have to do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, also hit me up at C2E2 uh, later this month if people want to know where they can listen to other shows or our upcoming review because Birds of Prey is this literally this Friday, Mike, uh, if we keep forgetting about that. <laughs> uh, where can they listen to our reviews and other episodes at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. So if you want a nice little bulleted list of all the trailers and commercials we talked about, hit up SuperheroSlate.com. And we also got those links to where you can watch all of this stuff uh, embedded into other people's news articles because I work smarter, not harder. And I let other people do all the hard work. Uh, we did the hard work already talking about all this stuff. So head on over to SuperheroSlate.com and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Last week, uh, we talked a lot about uh, wanting to know what your favorite snacks were at the Super Bowl. Uh, Jim reached out, Superfan Jim, and he gave uh, this uh, Funfetti dip recipe, which I'm sure is delicious because my wife made Funfetti cookies, which I love. So imagining that in some sort of dip form but is really exciting. He also sent it to me, but he sent it to me at like 3 o'clock today, and I'm like, that is way too late. You can't be pulling this 11th hour stuff on me. Jim. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's great. And then also um, a friend of the show, uh, I think he's technically your in-real-life friend, Adam, yes. uh, reached out uh, showing us his uh, spread. And he had some pretty bougie stuff here. Stuffs and casserole dishes. Uh, there was meatballs and bread and rolled up ham. And look, he, he went all out. So we love, we love it when people reach out especially when we ask for it. So <laughs> uh, please reach out. Uh, let us know if there's any trailers that you particularly like that maybe we missed um, or any commercials. Which commercial did you think was the best and the worst? That's what I want to know. What what company, what corporation just wasted five plus million dollars? That would make me feel really happy. Um, and if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, sometimes twice. Sometimes twice, like this week and next week. We'll see you guys then. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Oh, I I inadvertently left some commercials uh, out of this list.